sit down, strap in, and granny, put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We will tell you more about uh, Chris Hedinger and the good folks at uh, Victory Custom Trailers a little bit later on in the program. My name is Tom Baker. We are coming to you from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Two guests tonight. We are starting the show with Skylar Cheney and... Um, we're going to, his nickname's Rambo. We're going to get to that in a minute. But Skyler is a uh, limited late model racer uh, at uh, Tri-County Speedway this year, but in the uh, greater North Carolina area and uh, 17, what's 15 years old. And um, we'll, uh, we'll talk with Skyler here in a minute. Also on the program is John Holloman. John will be joining us via the hotline in a little while. John picked up his first modified win at Bowman Gray Stadium on Saturday night. Um, only his sixth start in the modified. And, uh, of course, John's won tons in the other divisions there. But uh, um, first time he visited Victory Lane in the modified. And so we're going to talk to uh, John or John John, as uh, he's affectionately known by most people up that way. So uh, we'll we'll chat with him. Um, Skyler, we'll start with you, though. Um Fifteen years old, uh, and you, you. By the way, Skyler is one of the few drivers who walked has ever. I think he's the only one in in two years we've been in this studio who's ever walked in with a note sheet for the host. So, if, if there are any of uh, you other race car drivers listening out there, and you're going to do a radio show, do what Skyler did and bring in a note sheet so the host knows what uh, your background is and and can actually take a little bit of a deep dive. So I'm just going to read a couple of bullets here and then we'll, uh, we'll start. Okay. So Skyler has one in every type of race car he's driven. Okay. That's, that's getting a bell. And, and I'll, I'll explain why later he's been a two surface, um, driver here in the past, um, over 54, over 54 total victories. Now I got to ask about that one. Over 54 total victories. Does that mean 55 or 60, or you just lost track at 54? Uh, I think it's more of definitely a just lost track after a little bit. <laughs> so he has at least 54 total victories. Um, leading the rookie of the year, uh, point, the rookie of the year standings at Tri County Motor Speedway, and second in points right now. So not a bad start. Um, but I'll tell you where we're going to go from the beginning here, because you've got a little bit of a star next to a bullet down at the bottom of the page. And it says is currently doing an internship with Jeremy Clements Xfinity team. Now I want to know about that. Oh yeah. So definitely, uh, my dad, of course, for his racing side, he used to race back at Hickory in the late model super trucks and all that stuff. Really? Um, I did not know that. I know you've definitely heard of Mark Setzer. Oh, of course. He's, um, Jeremy Clements crew chief up there. And him and my dad have always been really good friends. And one day we just kind of came up to him and asked if his team owner would be fine with this. And he said it'd definitely be a great experience. And I think my biggest takeaway from this is just being around that bigger aspect of the sport right now. Not only learning, okay, do I want to work on these cars? Or I can start learning more for myself so I can give my crew chief like a more in-depth yeah. analysis yep. on the car and what yep. all feedback. I feel. And sure. I can give him better feedback on the car overall. That's uh. It's an interesting idea. So when, how long have you been doing this now? I think we just started two weeks ago. Okay. How have the first two weeks gone? Give us an idea what it's like to kind of go through a week <laughs> with an Xfinity team. I'm not, I mean, Jeremy's obviously a, quite a small operation, but that would give you more hands-on experience, I would guess. Yeah. So definitely it is a smaller team at the end of the day. I think they only have maybe four or five people. Yeah. But it's uh, every Tuesday and Wednesday that I'm not really racing on my car or we're having to work on it or, say, beach trips every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like the one you just came from. <laughs> but definitely, I mean, it's wake up at 530 in the morning. You're on the road by 630, so you got to go to Spartanburg. It's just definitely, uh, like right now, it's more working on the cars. Like I had to clean down the cars for both days that I was there last week. Now, I can't get mad at that. Obviously, those cars have to have a really big race ahead of them, a long race, a lot of miles, right. whatnot. I don't. I mean, definitely, it's a trust aspect that has to be built between me and all sure. of them that I can handle myself and I know really what I'm doing. So that's definitely the biggest takeaway. And uh, you know, it's just definitely a good experience. It's a great bunch of guys out out there. 
They just done a uh, interview with uh, Fox Sports. I was on the Saturday Race Hub at the. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And Larry Mac Larry McReynolds was there, so I was definitely pretty cool meeting him. So it's uh, like you said, a small team. It's a lot more hands on, not a more of a factory type of team. And I guess a nice group say. of guys. Jeremy is a class act. Oh, I definitely. really like Jeremy a lot. Really like him a lot, and he's had a, he's having a great year. Yeah, right he, now. Is. he is really really good year, um, and and I think Mark is uh, a big part of that. Honestly, uh, right now with him, so that's that's fun stuff. And now it you're you're planning to attend uh, UNC Charlotte going into uh, mechanical engineering with a NASCAR. Um, I don't know what they call that, like a NASCAR. Side, I guess mechanical engineering yeah. or something like well, that. Well, it's mechanical engineering with a NASCAR something. I can't remember. There's a there's a college <laughs> word for that uh, that escapes me. But um, that's a great choice, and it's a really tough. That's a tough four years. Oh, without a doubt, and definitely as the sports growing, you know, technology is improving. They're more or less setting up cars on computers now than what they were actually on like pull down rig or something yeah. like that, as they used to do a couple years ago. So it's more, it's an expanding field that's going to be pretty hard to keep up with. I mean, you got to try your best and definitely dealing with this Xfinity team, that's a good way to go ahead and build some experience. And now I'm going to go, okay, so you have raced go-karts, outlaw, outlaw go-karts, outlaw carts, outlaw wing carts, however you want to say that officially, bandoleros, now limited late models. Um, You got something else coming. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and I love the background here. You talk about your dad, James Cheney, um, working for uh, Derek Cope on the 95 Bush car and the Biaggi brothers as a tire and chassis specialist for Mike Wallace and Tim Fidua and uh, driven late models. So you kind of grew up around the sport. Um, talk a little bit about your early days and I mean, I'm sure that because your dad was involved, you you liked racing. But what made you decide that you wanted to drive? Definitely. I mean, my dad, of course, worked on them, and he did drive. So, of course, a lot of the stories is really what drove me to want to get into it. And I remember it was we were like midway through third grade, and my dad picked me up earlier that day. I had no idea what it was for. Walked outside, and on a small open trailer, there's my first go-kart. So that was definitely awesome. a, a crazy experience, and I know I was super excited. And a lot to learn. You? What was I? So I probably was no more than seven. Okay. So definitely started young, which nowadays, I mean, oh, wait, that's... I should have looked at the note sheet. It says started racing <laughs> at six years old. But definitely nowadays, I mean, if you don't start early, you're not going to have a chance in this sport. That's where it's more turning to, but... but and you've kind of climbed through the ranks. I mean, you've been on dirt and, of course, been on pavement, and you've won in everything that you've driven. Um I mean, obviously, I'm sure the limited late model is your favorite car now because that's what you're racing in. It's full oh, yeah. size, right? <laughs> but you've driven a lot of, you know, what you would call smaller cars. Um, you know, what was your favorite of the, the cars that you've driven in the past? I think definitely, I want to say the Bandoleros. Really? I liked dirt. Wow. But asphalt was a whole new thing for me. And it was really fun, you know, having that dirt background. Okay against all the other kids that started, say, started in that field or done the asphalt karting. But I feel like maybe Bandoleros. It Interesting. Was just, it was great. I mean, a lot of NASCAR families and NASCAR kids were around that series. And just a, I, mean, I would have thought great you would have said the outlaw carts. I would have thrown a 20 they, they, spot on the They desk. were probably a, a close second, if not go-karts, would actually beat them out. Now, that's where you got your nickname Rambo. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before the show. You really have no idea where that came from. Well, <laughs> my dad explained it to me. Oh. So, uh, do tell. K- Casey LaJoy, as we were talking about earlier, was yeah. the announcer that night up at Millbridge. And I remember I was in second place. I think I was still in the beginner box stock. So I've had this nickname for a while <laughs> going on now. And it just stuck. But I was sawing the bumper off first place, and I was Gary Passum. And I think Casey came over the intercom. Obviously, I couldn't hear it, but my dad told me this whole thing. He said, well, here's Skylar Cheney running in second. It's almost like Rambo hunting you down. <laughs> and then in my dad's mind, it just clicked. And ever since then, it's stuck with us. And I definitely think it's a, a un- unique way to identify us as a team and not only me as a driver. And it's something that I feel like a lot of people can stick to. And it's definitely a Casey LaJoy thing. <laughs> you know, that that is definitely something that Casey would invent on just 
totally on the fly. Um, and, 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 and it's those – look, I love Millbridge and I think that the experience of the outlaw carts to me, especially when you get to the open class, yeah. the car control – is just phenomenal. If yeah. you can drive one of those and be successful, it's kind of like um, a Legends car on pavement. You can drive almost anything. Yeah, and that's definitely, I mean, speaking back to the Bandoleros, a lot of people told us, if you can drive these well, you're going to have a great, I mean, you're going to have great success going on really? here. Yeah, the, the Bandoleros, they have no front shocks on at all. It's well, that's rear, the thing. They're like a momentum, little momentum thing. But you, I just feel like, and, and again, I, I love the Bandos to watch them. You know, I think they're cool little cars. But I just, in terms of driver training, I feel like you miss that aspect of, of kind of the feel of the car. Because, again, it's like, you know, I, I always call them Reese's cars because it's like somebody slammed the peanut butter into the chocolate. Somebody <laughs> slammed a go-kart into a race car. And, and that's what you got with the Bandoleros. Um and so you know they're 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 neat looking little cars. It's just interesting to me that you you had so much fun in those. But um, you know, again, um, now that you're in the full size cars, uh, we're going to talk when we come back. We're we're going to take a break here in a moment. But you actually came in with a little bit of an exclusive. Yeah, and we're going to uh, get to that after the break. And I also want to talk about what you're planning to do in the future because um, on this little note sheet here is your next goal. And I'm really curious kind of how and when and what your plan is for all of that. So we're going to have more with 15-year-old Skylar Cheney uh, in just a bit. And we've got John Holloman coming up shortly, going to talk about his big win in the uh, modified division at Bowman Gray Stadium last weekend. So we will be back with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. 
So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Hey, if you want a new trailer, and it doesn't have to be a motorsports-related thing, if you need a new trailer for any reason, it can be a horse trailer, it can be a construction trailer, um, whatever, uh, anything that is considered a trailer, basically, that pulls something uh, or hauls something, uh, Victory Custom Trailers, they're based out of Michigan, but uh, they distribute all over the United States. They will get it to you no matter where you are. Uh, Chris Hedinger and the staff do a phenomenal job of customizing trailers. So they are so confident in their ability to customize it exactly the way you want it. They put a big old button on the uh, homepage of their website that says, build a trailer and you just click on the button and design your own trailer and they will build it to your specs. Or if you're just looking for something off the lot, they have those too. Um, and, uh, all kinds of, uh, the top manufacturers, uh, they just, they, they're just great people and they do a really nice job and the racers, Katie Henninger having a, a good season running down here in the Carolinas this year. Um, and Chris is a former racer as well. So they understand what, the needs of uh, motorsports team are, but again, whatever your purpose or whatever your need for a trailer, make sure you call them first. Just go to their website. The phone number's on the site. Give them a call. Tell them exactly what you're looking for, and they will take great care of you. Victory Custom Trailers is the place for your next trailer purchase, and I also want to uh, say thank you to the folks at mycomputercareer.edu as well. Training for a better life. If you are looking for a first or second career, um, or fifth career even, my computer career might be the answer. It's IT training. They have financial aid available. If you qualify, you can train in as little as one to two days a week online. That's it. In four to six months, you are on your way to a brand new career and a better life. And there are still over a quarter of a million openings for IT jobs in the United States right now. So mycomputercareer.edu, free career evaluation test on the website. Just go there, check it out, um, and look forward to your next great career. Uh, continuing with the show, Skylar Cheney with us for about another uh, oh, 10 minutes or so. And then uh, John Hollander will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. So, Skylar, you have a brand new thing to tell us. Something hot <laughs> off the press, as they used to say. You're doing great at hyping this up. Hey. A brand new thing. <laughs> brand new thing that, that you've got. Um, tell us what that thing is. Give us the scoop. We uh, or let me do my Sealman sounder first. Break, breaking news. Okay, go <laughs> I ahead. Know, I didn't know how much I had to bring you down. Yeah, I, well, like, I tried <laughs> to whisper it, but it didn't work too well. <laughs> All right, what's the scoop? What are you doing, man? So uh, definitely the guys down at uh, Prime Development. They're a big construction company. They uh, blessed us with this opportunity to be able to drive this late model for them, and that's a huge step forwards for us. Not only if we do great in this late model or not. It'd definitely be a huge success for us or a great wow. learning experience and limited. But definitely, I mean, we plan to run this thing hopefully in the next coming weeks, you know, start testing it more and more. Late model stock? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a NASCAR late model stock. Um, and again, Prime Development Corporation. Tell us a little bit about the folks at Prime Development Corporation. Oh, definitely a, a big grading company. I guess you can dumb it down almost as... You know, like your uh, big Taco Bells and your Wendy's and all that stuff. They grade for those huge companies. Great group of guys. They've been in it forever. They know what they're doing. So definitely, I mean, if you have any type of need for that, great company to go to. And where are they located, sir? Uh, let's see. I know up in Cherry Grove. Okay. I believe North Carolina is like their big stampede, I guess you can almost say. Do they, they have a to. website? I believe they do. So. Okay. Just try looking up primedevelopment.com, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Development Corporation, just uh, hit the old Giggles, and uh, yeah. it'll probably be there somewhere, because <laughs> um, Giggles knows everything. Just ask it. Um, okay, that's a big announcement, man. So where are you going to run that? Uh, hopefully, you know, we're planning on Tri-County or Hickory or going around North Carolina. 
that would definitely be a huge step for us. But like I said, testing it and getting used to the car and used to another car. When do we see it on the track in race trim for the first time, or don't you know yet? <laughs> uh, we don't know yet. That definitely depends on me getting comfortable with that car and getting up to speed. A lot of great guys in that late model stock division, a lot of competition. They've been in it for a while. But definitely, hopefully, hopefully the young gun gets in there and does something. Well, now... <laughs> I mean, it's not that much different from a limited. You're just talking about a little bit of an increase in horsepower, but it's basically <laughs> the same chassis, right? Oh, yeah. Cars are the same. Bodies are the same. Just carburetor different. I mean, shoot, with a tire shortage as it is, you never know. You could be running older tires in the stock division than you are in the <laughs> limited anymore. Um, I know um, two weeks ago at, at Bowman Gray um, – they had some of the modified guys on two-year-old tires. True. They were they were basically hockey pucks, which <laughs> to me makes the racing better. The less grip, the more driver comes out. Uh, so to me, that's more fun. But um, it uh, it's that's an interesting step for you. Now, how how did that come about? Oh, so definitely. Uh, I don't know if you Dexter Knipes uh, Jr. Sure, his twenty ten yeah. late model run. He got the championship and all that. Davis is the guy's name. He was back behind him. He owned the car and all that stuff. But Dexter drove a great race. I mean, great whole season, you could yeah. say, uh-huh. getting that championship. But he's just one of, the guy, one of those guys that loves racing, wants to be in it. He had a super late model in, a super late model driver in it before me. And he came to our last race. And what was the movie? It was uh, You Had Me at Hello. He said, <laughs> You Had Me at Three Wide. So. That is the most random reference maybe in the entire <laughs> history of this show, but that's why you get a bell. Um, so that would be your plan. I assume that next year you would plan to just do that full time. Yeah, and that's what we planned regardless of whether this opportunity would have came up or not. You know, you definitely the big thing with this sport is not stalling out and constantly going up the ladder. So now how many wins do you have in the women's late model? We picked up our first win two or three weeks ago. Oh, that was your first one. Okay, yeah, so I, that, was, that was a huge milestone I was for us. You won one last year. I don't know why I was thinking that. So definitely, uh, I think okay. that was only our seventh or eighth race at that track. Okay, or yeah, that's in history. A, it's a great, uh, it's a great run, and I and Tri County is an awesome track. Yeah. Um. So you have one win now. Um. So you got the late model stock. So you're going to have to get a win in that to keep the streak going <laughs> of winning and everything you've driven, and. You also have, your dad was telling me, and I didn't realize this, you guys have a super truck, Southeast Super Truck, too? Oh, uh, we have the Southeast Limited. Oh, Southeast Limited. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've been dabbling around with that car, picked it up last November, and just been trying to struggle to find the time to be able to work on it and also our primary car and now this late model car. Okay. So never a dry moment. Yeah, really? I guess all of this, you don't even have a driver's license. <laughs> no. Do you have a permit? Yeah. You're old, I was going to say, you're old enough to have a permit. Yeah, two months, I think, I get my okay. license. Yeah. See, you don't. You look much older than you are. You, you look 17 or 18, but you're only 15 years old. Um, so you've had a pretty quick ascent. Was it tough to make the transition to the limited late model at such a young age, considering that what you'd driven before? Honestly, I'll say no. I mean, it wasn't that big. I've grown up, you know, my dad has a... We call it his old road car. It's a five-speed Honda Accord, but learning a manual, I mean, that was a great experience that's, being able to learn that as a young kid see, that's, and that's taking great. that over to, the, of course, the stock cars being a manual. So that wasn't a hard aspect, but definitely, you know, a lot of weight. The biggest thing to overcome was just the sheer size of the car getting used to it, you know, running up right against the wall. Well, that's what everybody says, the spatial judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just having that confidence to let it. I see so many young drivers this just basically choke the corner. Yeah. You know, the exit. They they just they pinch the car off and it scrubs speed. Oh yeah. And they don't realize that they're doing it because they don't under they don't they aren't able to, to, to comprehend how far they are still from the wall until they actually get closer. It scares them for a, a few laps, and then they, they, you know, after a while, they finally just get the hang. But um, especially at, at, I'd say, both Hickory and Tri-County, you cannot pinch the car. And that, I'm sure that was a very big part of the adjustment for you. And now it's almost like you've, you're to the point where you've got the first full-size car, and now everything else from here is almost the same. Is, is almost just, identical. Of course, horsepower yeah. increase. Yeah. I mean, especially if you stay on the in the sort of late model stock family, you know, um, if, if you go super late racing mm-hmm. or something, that's a whole other yeah. whole other thing in a whole other type of car and a whole other driving style. But if you stay in the family that you're in, um, the next heaviest thing would be like an Arca or, or a, a, a camping world truck. Um, 
and that seems to be your next goal. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, we don't want to rush myself into this, uh, obviously being 15. So take some time with this limited and this late model. Learn as a driver. You know, a lot of these drivers out here are 20s and above. Yeah. So with me starting this young, I'm going to have a lot of experience, hopefully, by the time I get up to that point to be able to run an ARCA car or a truck. The big thing that, that I think, you know, everybody gets into this age race. Yeah. Like I have to be in Xfinity or whatever by the time I'm 18 or 19. Yeah. You don't. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's it's a lie. You you need to be there when you're ready to be. Yeah. Definitely. And so, yeah, you've got some years here to just get through these other divisions and really saturate in the late model a little bit. Um, you know, and maybe even, you know, get a win or a championship. Um, but, yeah, definitely a great future for you now. I, I got to tell you, I love seeing uh, – I assume that's a sponsor list that you got over there. Just a little cheat sheet. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do, Skyler. So um, let's make sure we get that in before we close the interview. Read the cheat sheet and tell us who helps you make it all happen. Here we go. So you have a bug buster exterminators out of Gastonia, North Carolina. Great bunch of exterminators, you know, any home needs. Promotion Motor Company, uh, pre-owned cars. Great bunch of guys up there. NC Farm Bureau Insurance, you know, your cars, your boats, all that stuff. Rankin Race Engines out of Rockingham, North Carolina. He's yep. a great guy up there. He's done us well, and he knows how to produce some horsepower for you. Town & Country Tire, which is our kind of in Lincoln tire dealer. And then our newest one, Prime Development Incorporated. Well, so we're, we're happy to add them onto that list. That's a great uh, group of sponsors that you got. And uh, most certainly, uh, you've got a bright future ahead of you. If you're going to be in the area of Tri-County Speedway on a Saturday, stop in and go check out uh, the number 17 limited late model and soon to be the number 27 late model, Skylar Rambo Cheney. Uh, great job, Skylar. Great to have you on. And we'll uh, look forward to having you back again very soon, uh, hopefully after a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get you a win, and we'll get you. That's good motivation. Go win, and we'll get you back in the studio again. Uh, that's Skylar Cheney. And uh, John Holloman is actually, uh, he is prompt, man. He doesn't waste time. John's already in the pits waiting to go full throttle with us here on League Lap. And we're going to do that as soon as we step away for a moment. We'll be back with more of League Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after these words. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. 
So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Relap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers and my computer career dot edu. As uh, we continue with the program, we go to the hotline this time for our next guest. Uh, stay on the pavement and go to the Madhouse. Bowling Gray Stadium had their season opener a couple of weeks ago. And this past Saturday had week two of racing for them a pair of 25 lappers the first one won by tim brown and the second one won by our guest john holloman is with us and um we are john's nightcap john uh actually did uh doc loves uh podcast for um race 22 uh dot com before he did our show here tonight before now joining us so uh, hopefully he saved the best for last <laughs> welcome back john it's good to have you back on the hey, show i always save my best for you tom it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here well it's good to have you um and congratulations man sixth modified start at bowman gray stadium and you parked it in victory lane um i actually before we talk about the win i want to go back to week 1 and talk about the uh opening race the hayes jewelers 200 because um to me i feel like the opening race kind of led you to last week's race in in the first race you um you started off pretty well. I think it felt like you kind of laid back just a little bit in the beginning. And then by the 91st lap or so, um, a few of the, the leaders pitted for their pit stops. You found yourself in the lead. And for about the next 41 laps, nobody could catch you. And then you made your stop. The tires uh, weren't quite what you were hoping for. And you finished eighth. But I feel like your performance in the middle of that first race kind of set you up to go and pick off the win uh, this past Saturday. Um, talk a little bit about opening day and then take us into last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, man. I mean, the, the first race of the year, uh, everybody's so antsy to get back to racing. And, and we hadn't been over there in, I think somebody said, 22 months. Um, I only ran two races in that time frame, uh, one at Caraway and one at Franklin County. Um, just to give me some, you know, valuable experience yeah. any time in the modified because I only ran, you know, two races at the end of 2019 at Bowman Gray and modified. So I guess technically this is my fourth event I ever started over there. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think you're right. You know, we were able to show some really good speed in that 200 lap race and I, I was really just riding, man, taking care of my stuff in yeah. track position, kind of in my lap when the guys pitted and I I mean, in theory, you would never not pit on lap 130 out of 200, especially when everybody else pitted around lap 90. You're right. going to have 40 lap tires. You right. have a choose cone. So, you know, you've got plenty of opportunity to work your way up there. Um, you know, it, it just didn't quite work out. I don't know if there's a tire problem across the country where they're not fast or what. But, you know, for us, it seems like new tires are not the way to go right now. What's interesting is that uh, as I looked in, look into the tire shortage more, it seems like the shortage is actually more that because I know Hoosier had an issue where the super modified tires that were supposed to get to Oswego Speedway Saturday night for their race up in New York weren't going to get there, except that that some folks from the ISMA tour actually went, picked them up and delivered them. Um, I think there's there's kind of logistical problems in some cases with just getting tires where they need to go. It's not so much a shortage of tires themselves. Um, and so, but I think you're right. I mean, you know, you said something opening day, I think, about you were on two-year-old rubber yeah absolutely and, and you know that's just part of 
don't know if it's, you know, part of um, everything with the tire shortage or, you know, if it's just a product of us not racing and they were just trying to get rid of their own tires. Yeah. So either way, we were kind of put in a box and we, we still got to put our faith in a new set of stickers, right? But, hey, I mean, it, it can't work out the way you want it all the time, you know? <laughs> well, it, it, exactly. And, I mean, you know, it to me, I was saying to – to Skylar Cheney, who was my opening guest of the show, is saying that, you know, harder tires to me are more fun as a fan to watch because less grip equals more driver coming out. And, and you, you know, you see cars starting to get sideways, a driver goes over the edge or whatever. Um, you know, with, with stickers, obviously the more grip you have, the, you know, the easier it is to handle the car. So I love the harder tires, but as a driver, you probably don't. Uh, so it was, it was a strange opening day, but you definitely had, uh, a great car, and then it had to feel good Saturday. I mean, you know, you had had some issues in qualifying, um, and you know, just not getting the 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 starting position in the first race that you would have liked. Um, but then in the second race, obviously, it kind of evened out for you, and you were able to just drive off. Yeah, man, it's funny how things work. You know, I was just kind of telling them the story of. Saturday over on Race 22 Radio, you know, kind of the, the behind the scenes of what all went on. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the fans, like, fans don't really get to see this this kind of stuff that goes on in the pits, especially between these 25-lap races, because we've only got a 20-lap sportsman race between our two 25-lap races. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you have any kind of little mechanical failure or, you know, in our case, everybody stopped in front of us getting into turn three in the first <laughs> 25 laps. Wow. So there was nowhere to go. So our bumper was all caved in almost into the radiator, just the product of, you know, yeah. hard race and everything stopped up on the bottom down there. Um, so not only did we have that going on, you know, my crew was working so hard to fix that, but then we were like, what's all this oil underneath the car? So we're looking and <laughs> the rear end gear bolts backed out uh, oh. that hold the back. So all backed out, but like three. Why that happened, we don't know. Um, but we had no rear end gear or rear end oil on the car. So we had one guy down there covered in rear end grease, working his tail off to fix that. We had three or four guys on the front trying to fix the front bumper and I'm strapping in, trying to get back ready to go. I just, you know, got a couple bottles of water in me trying to stay hydrated. So, you know, I'm good to go so I can do my job when the race starts. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how much is going on, especially in these short races, man. I mean, if my crew didn't do their job the way that you know, a lot of a lot of the times that's just expected of them in those short nights where we have those twin races. If they weren't able to do their job, I couldn't even begin to get out there and do mine. So you know, it's I, that's why I laugh when people say that, that racing isn't a team sport, man, because it takes everybody. It sure does. Yeah, and now I will point out now real quick. You also had a brake. Was it a brake fluid issue in, in going into qualifying? <laughs> Is that what caused that? Yeah, man, it was it was a crazy day. We actually ran a tenth faster um, in practice on thirty five lap tires than what the pole qualifying time was. That's Saturday crazy. Night. And we went up, which was like I think we ran a thirteen seventy two, and the pole was a thirteen eighty. Uh-huh. So we go out there and qualifying, and I run a fourteen twenty, and I'm just completely sideways on ice. And I, you know, I told Brian Lawson, the guy who crew chief for me, who's also a well established modified racer himself. Um, I told him, I was like, man, something's wrong. I was on ice out there. So we started looking around, and we figured out that the front brake line had, I guess I had a crack in it. It was spewing brake fluid. So not only did I not have front brakes, but I was also spewing fluid all over my tires on my qualifying run. Wow. So it was just a day full of strange things that happened, man. But it's also just kind of a testament of how, how God is in control, and he knows how things are supposed to fall into place. Because if all that didn't happen and we didn't qualify where we did, we wouldn't have finished where we did in the first race to start outside pole in the second race and be able to take advantage of that starting spot and ultimately go on to win our first race. Well, now I need to point out here just for the record that, you know, you had all those crazy problems the first week, Brian's 15 year old son was your crew chief. You didn't have any of those problems. Brian comes back and the whole thing goes to crap. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Brian, man. He had <laughs> <laughs> it's like the car dude that Brian was there. It's like, all right, we're going to make him work today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, Crazy. You know, Carson, and I believe 
I believe Carson, his son, I believe he's 14 years old. And, man, that kid was a trooper. I mean, you were down there at that, at that race. Yeah. Time, and you saw how hard he was working all day long. Kid's insane. Um, he just loves man, it, too. He's such a smart kid, and he's so passionate about the sport. And, you know, that's what he wants to do is race cars. And, and if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to put himself in a great position to have such a good understanding of how those cars work. Well, the thing that's interesting is that, you know, he, he's just, he, he's so calm and he's so calculated about everything. Like he, he just acts like he's been doing it for 20 years. It's really funny to watch. Uh, but I, uh, obviously I'm teasing about Brian. It just, some days it all goes bad, but it was just, it, it's funny to note that, that the kid, nothing, no problems whatsoever. Um, but, uh, no, it's, you got a great crew and, and do a great job. Um, and, and I think that obviously the people who support you, as you said, it takes everybody. So, you know, the idea is that you want to put the best people in the best places. And I watched you guys on opening day um, and your crew knows what they're doing. I mean, everybody knows their job and it just it it uh, other than having some issues with seating tires. And I can't imagine why you would have an issue seating two year old tires. Can you? Um, but once you got that all solved in the beginning of the night, it just seemed like uh, everything went pretty well for the most part. Yeah, man, and I mean, it's kind of shocking to hear, you know, hear you praise our crew like that. I know I've got a great crew, but, you know, a lot of people don't look at us that way because we've maybe got a couple of guys that might be in their 30s. We might have an older guy here or there, but for the most part, we're all young kids. I mean, I'm calling myself a kid. I'm 24, but we're all in our early 20s. I mean, yeah. um, a couple of the guys are, or actually most of the guys are younger than me except like two. So, you know, we're young. We're, we're trying to just immerse ourselves in this sport and, learn as much as we can and soak in all the knowledge that's around us and Brian and Carson and um, just really, you know, take from what those guys have learned racing through the years and try to apply it to what we're doing over here um, on my car. And, and just to knock that win out of the way so early in the season, it's like the pressure's off. Now we can just continue to focus on getting better each week and we don't have the pressure of we gotta get we got to get a win before the year's over with. And that, man, that goes a long way, especially when you knock one out this early. Yeah, for sure. There's no question whatsoever that getting off to a fast start is really critical. And, you know, especially for you, as you said, just such limited experience still in the modified. Um, certainly great to see uh, the fast start. You got an 11th in the first race. Uh, just, again, starting position is so critical at um, Moment Gray. And you were able to, uh, you know, kind of use that more to your advantage in the second race we're gonna take a break and we'll bring john back here and talk a little more with them uh lead lap presented by victory custom trailers will continue right after these words stay with us how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. 
you right. His best made in Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker with you, and John Holloman with us as well. And, uh, John, I think we got some connection problems here, so I'm going to ask you to hang up and call us back, and then we'll continue the interview with you um, and uh, try it that way. So uh, we'll talk to John uh, more in a moment here. John talking about uh, the first two weeks at Bowman Gray Stadium, where he uh, actually picked up an eighth place in the Hayes Jewelers 200 to open the season. Um, and then he went on to finish 11th on Saturday and race one of the twin 25s and picked up his first modified win in race two. So, okay, John. So this coming week at the stadium is another big race, a hundred lapper. And this one feels like this could almost be a key point already in the season, A, because there's only 11 races this year at the stadium, and B, because the way that the standings are and the and the way that uh, guys like you and Tim Brown uh, and a couple of others have started the season almost identically on the track, um, this feels like this could be a pivotal weekend with the 100-lapper. How do you... How do you kind of take the first two weeks now and then average them out and prepare for week three? Yeah, man, I think you've got a good point. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very pivotal. Um, it, it's really hard to gain points on these twin 25 uh, because it's just, you know, it's, like you said before, it's so hard to pass there. Um, and, I mean, everybody just gets bottled up, man, and you can't really get past the guy. I mean, like, Saturday night I was in 11th I felt like I was a lot better than the guy in front of me but unless I was going to drop through him I wasn't going to get by him and you're not going to drop through anybody especially not for 10th um so you kind of just got to do what you can and take advantage when somebody slips up if people wreck you have to make sure you you keep your nose clean and just take advantage on those short races um and man I really feel like we're primed for this 100 lap race we had a good run last week we had a great run in the 200 I mean yeah at the lap 100 mark nobody could touch us so I feel like that not a lot of people are going to change tires because um, I feel like you can save enough to have something to to really um, race hard with at the end. And, you know, like the situation as far as new tires go, you don't know what you're going to get when you put new tires on. So, man, it, it's going to be very pivotal. I think we're in great shape. We've, you know, I've been growing as a driver and learning as a, as a modified driver, of, you know, how, how far I can push my limits you know, where I can put the car in places that, you know, I might not have put them two weeks ago. Um, and just learning more about my car overall mechanically, too, because this is all new to me. So, you know, I'm just going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to get the cars better each week. And, uh, man, I just uh, – I'm ready for it. I love these long races. Um, Got to be a little bit of a, a different experience from the, the cars you, you're used to driving for sure. But I want to I want to talk for a minute. We mentioned – Carson Lofton earlier, um, you grew up racing uh, Bandoleros and, and Legends cars, and uh, you had the chance last fall, I think it was, to uh, take young Carson racing for the first time, and, and you were able to be kind of the crew chief and the coach, and um, you know what's, what's it like to sort of play the other role and uh, work with Carson when he's behind the wheel, and what are your plans to do more of that this year? Summer shootout starts tomorrow at uh, Charlotte. Oh, by the way, 
Yeah, I mean, it was really cool, man. I mean, I don't know how a lot of drivers use this, but I feel like I have a good amount of patience. Um, and not that Carson really tested my patience. Carson picked it up so quick. I mean, he surprised myself. He surprised his dad. Um, he really picked it up quick and was getting after it. Um, but it, it was really fun for me to stand at the top of turn two of the big track at Charlotte so I could see the whole road course and uh, kind of coach him through what he needed to do, how he needed to approach, you know, making a pass on somebody and stuff like that. And um, he, he's a really good listener, and he, he was really quick to apply what I was telling him in real time on the track under green, you know, over the radio. So that was I was really impressed by that. And I think as a driver, it's uh, – you can really tell the person who's driving. Like, you know, for me, talking to Carson, I could really tell him what he needed to hear, and I know what he needed to hear because I've been in his shoes so many times. I'm a driver myself, so I know if I tell him this, he can relate to it in this way. And yeah. It's just really cool to be able to have that experience, especially with him helping me out on my car, man. It was, it was really fun, and I'm really proud of him. I hope that, you know, we can make some races here in the summer. I don't know. I don't. He's not going to be there tomorrow. Um Maybe towards the end of the summer shootout, he may run a few races. Okay. Um, we're just, just going to have to play by ear and see how it goes. But whenever we go, I'll be excited to get on the radio with him. I asked him last week, <laughs> so what do you want to do when you grow up? Um, and he said, I want to be a modified driver. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of chuckled because I was expecting him to say, I want to be a crew chief, honestly. And so to hear him say he wants to drive, that it's kind of interesting. The thing he'll, the big advantage he has is being, that he, he spends so much time around the cars and working on them. I'm sure his feedback is really good for his age and experience as a driver because of the uh, crew chief experience. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, I mean, everybody knows the more you know about your car mechanically yeah. and, you know, how it works, man, that's just going to elevate your game as a driver so much higher. So he his ceiling is really high, and I'm really excited for him. Well, okay, so uh, before we let you cut out of here, uh, I want to make sure that we get through the most important part of the conversation, which is who helps you make it all happen, and you have got quite a list. So um, now Skylar Cheney was in here, brought his own cheat sheet. You're, you're, I, you're either at home doing something or you're looking at your race car right now. I'm not sure, but I uh, hope you can remember them all. Go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to shout these guys out. You know, of course. There's so many people that, that have to make this possible. and I've got some great sponsors behind me. And just to name some of them off the bat, you know, ones that have been with me for years, Midway Mobile Storage, Mikasa Mexican Restaurant, um, Thunder Road Grill. We were actually able to win on Thunder Road Grill night Saturday at the stadium. Which, when you get to win on your sponsors night, it's pretty cool. So that was awesome to be able to do that for Zeno Absolutely. and his family. Um yeah, and just want to shout out to Zeno too. He's had some health issues the last few yes. years, and man, he's he's finally back healthy. He's back to the racetrack. He's looking good. So it's Amen. awesome to see that. And also some new sponsors. We've got um, Black Sand Company, L and R Transmissions, um, R and R Automotive, Scott Stanley Construction. Um, we've got High Guys Pizza and more. They keep us. Uh, they keep me and the crew well fed on Saturdays. So uh, yes, that, that really do. goes a long way. And uh, a long crew, Colby Morton's home repair. And you got to thank uh, Mr. Dick Raymock, uh, Raymock, at Raymock Power. And they, they build me good engines. And uh, it's, it, we got the, we're on the same playing field as all those other guys. And, you know, if, as a driver, if you're on the same playing field, then you know it, the ball's in your court and you got to go do your job. So uh, very thankful for Dick and all he does for us. And, uh, and we're excited for this 100-lap race. I hope we can put him. Put it in victory lane. Well, you've uh, definitely got off to a good start this year. That's for sure. I mean, and, and uh, the stadium is such an unpredictable place. And so, you know, you're going to have uh, sometimes you're going to run really good and the results not going to look as good. And then sometimes you're not going to run well and the results going to look great. So that's kind of how it goes there. And uh, definitely wish you luck on Saturday and uh, through the rest of your season and look forward to uh, catching up with you again. Uh, put her back in victory lane and we'll be forced to get you back on. That's right. I hope so, man. You know, that's how racing goes. You've got highs and lows, and sometimes in the lows, that's when you really dig deep and you find the, the extra strength you need to keep pushing forward and make the good days even better. So we're hoping to keep riding that high wave of uh, of having the good days right now, and maybe we can make it two in a row on Saturday. Hey, real quick, uh, put in a plug for uh, your lovely wife, Mrs., and uh, the podcast that you guys do together, because uh, you guys are awesome on that, and uh, we want everybody to know about it. 
Absolutely, man. I've been kind of joking around a little bit, but it's it's the truth. Sometimes the only way she gets to see me at night is when she comes to the race shop because as soon as I get off work, I'm going straight there to get the modified ready. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're actually doing we're having a lot of fun doing our own podcast right now. It's called It Is Good. That kind of stems from um, the book of the Bible in Genesis when God created everything. He said it, it was good. good. Saw it was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Absolutely. We kind of wanted to just do that kind of looking at the world these days and you know i feel like a lot of society just always wants the next thing the hottest thing the newest car the newest phone and we feel like there's a lot more joy and happiness in christ and what he's given us and we feel like you know just looking at that and saying it is good and being content in that um is is very important in your life and uh helps keep you in a great headspace and honestly just helps helps us in our walk with christ and we want to share that and we'll also be doing weekly race recaps um, on that podcast, as well as doing kind of a weekly devotion. And we'll fill you in on everything that happens behind the scenes, kind of like what we told you guys on here tonight with Tom. Um, you'll hear that kind of stuff every week. And I know fans love to hear that because you don't get to see that from the stands. So definitely tune in. It's me and my wife, Rachel. Um, it's called the It Is Good Podcast. We're available on all major platforms. And, uh, yeah, just definitely give us a listen. Uh, she works really hard on it. She sacrifices a lot to you know, make all this racing thing, make this racing thing work too. So to be able to have that together, it's a really cool thing. So it'd be, it'd be really appreciative if y'all would go support that. It's a great podcast. You're going to be uh, tagging that on your racing page on Facebook, right? Absolutely. We should be putting up the episode on Wednesday. So if you want to look John Holloman on Facebook, um, we'll be posting that on my regular page and my personal page. So there will be links there for you to find it. Some nice content uh, on the racing page and uh, more and more as uh, it goes along. And now that you've started the season, John, uh, congratulations on the win. And we wish you all the best uh, going forward in 2021. I, I appreciate it, Tom. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you on here. And I hope to talk to you guys soon, hopefully with another win. Man. Yeah, get another win. We'll bring you right back next week. Uh, that's John Holloman. Uh, and uh, off he goes. And we've got a few minutes left here. It gives me a chance to uh, get Murdoch on the microphone because uh, I know that um, every once in a while he enjoys talking a little bit. And I want to talk about uh, a couple things with, with Chris here. First of all, um, I know that you didn't have a chance to see too much of the SRX uh, race on Saturday because watched the whole thing. Oh, did you? Were you able to watch the whole thing? I wasn't sure because I know you were doing multiple things there. At uh, Chris works at NASCAR Productions, um, and I know you had a lot going on. But uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the initial SRX race? Because again, this is a short track show, and it was a short track series. Or uh, is? Um, I think the racing uh, left a lot to be desired. Did I, you? I I think. Uh, you know, if you're out front, you, you sort of stayed out front. Uh, there was a lot of beating and banging toward the back of the pack, <laughs> uh, but that's expected when you have some of those people yeah, that are back short there. Short track racing. Um, but I, I thought, um, I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, you know, the the presentation was very well done. Yeah. I, I like the uh, commentary team. Um I don't really know that I enjoyed Danica. She didn't really offer a lot. It's nothing against her. She just doesn't know short track. No, racing. that's the thing. I think, you know, she 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 kind of did a nice job with what she did, but I think they were missing a person who really was is familiar with short track racing um, and, and, and what these guys and, and gals need to do. But uh, it was a good show, I thought. I mean, I, I, uh, I'd i say on a 10 scale, seven, seven and a half for sure. Uh, I thought it was a great first effort by I'd the series. Maybe a five and a half. You think so? Yeah, you're man. You're a you're a, a Russian judge, I guess. Uh, like they used to say, the Russian judge is always the toughest in the Olympics. Um, but um, you know, that's I thought it was a good first effort, and I look forward to seeing uh, the, the dirt races coming up. And uh, uh, man, there's some interesting tracks on this schedule. So uh, we'll see how the series progresses. Uh, home track ringer, home area ringer in every uh, event. So it should be fun. Uh, that Wow, that's the end of the show already. We have arrived at the checkered flag. We're going to get out of here. Look forward to uh, talking some dirt track racing next week again here on League Lap. Uh, we'll get either Hunter Weaver or Walter Tapp back in to keep us up to date on what's going on in the Southeast Dirt Tracks. want to thank all the folks at WSI. 
M-Y-C, for their hospitality as always. And thanks to our sponsors, mycomputercareer.edu, and of course, Victory Custom Trailers. And um, we'll look forward to uh, being back with another episode of Lead Lap Radio in just about a week or so. Until then, for Chris Murdoch and all the folks here at the radio station, thank you for tuning in. I'm Tom Baker. Have a blessed week. See you next week. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.